It's time for your weekly dose of Wayne's Comics. Welcome to episode 516 of the Wayne's Comics Podcast. I hope you're having a great holiday season, and thank you so much for listening. We wrap up the year with a great interview with Jonathan Hedrick, who's back to talk about his Kickstarter for Quicksand Issues 1-3. to We delve some more into the comic, as well as his other projects, including Capable, Freak Show, as well as other great books. I continue to make progress on getting my voice fixed, and you may hear a difference as we move forward as I adjust to some changes. But as always, be sure to pay attention to what my guests are saying, because that's the most important thing, and that's what this podcast is about. There's a lot to get to in this episode, the last of 2021, so let's get on with the show. I can't think of a better way to end up 2021 than to catch up with Jonathan Hedrick, who has a great Kickstarter going on, which has already met its goal for Quicksand Issues 1 to 3. How are you doing, Jonathan? Good. How are you doing, Wayne? Good. It's good to talk with you again. I, I Every time I see your stuff, my success is, uh, is associated with your name, so that's a good thing. Um, you had a, a goal of $4,000, and as we're recording this a little early, you're over that goal, and that's a good place to be. Um, yes, it is. Talk a little bit about what Quicksand is about for somebody who may not have heard it before. Sure. Yeah, Quicksand is a five-issue planned sci-fi horror miniseries. Uh, it's about this um, event that occurs near the pyramids of Egypt where a hole appears in the sands and these monsters come running out. They attack a nearby city and then quickly retreat back into that hole. Uh, Afterwards, the leaders from around the world um, plan to unite and send a team of experts down into that hole to figure out where these creatures came from uh, to plan in case this ever happens again. But that team uh, called Canary One, they never come back. So the wife of the team leader, she's trying to figure out what happened and she wants to send her own team down in there. So um, we're we, issues two and three are what's new of this campaign. Um, and yeah, we find out more about the mysteries of these creatures, the, the characters that were introduced in issue one. Uh, and in my uh, signature writing style, there's going to be twists and turns and uh, cliffhangers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because if you go to the Kickstarter page, you've got some of the pages on there. Correct. Yeah, that's previews for issue uh, two. I don't. I didn't want to give away too much. Yeah. Well, there's a big surprise. Yeah. Yes. Shall we say? I don't know if you want to talk about that because it's on there. I guess it's fair games. It's just on the. Uh, yeah. The page. So, so we ended issue one uh, on a cliffhanger with those creatures coming back. 
So uh, we jump full throttle into issue two with uh, the military base that is um, around this hole that's been there ever since um, being attacked again um, by these creatures. So this is this will be the first time that the creatures come back uh, and we'll have to see where how that pans out for our characters in issue two. Uh, and then issue three, we get a little uh, deeper into the, the mystery. There's a, I don't know if I should spoil it, but there's a thing. When the creatures come back, they don't come back alone. Correct. Yes. So yes. this is a big surprise. That was the surprise that got me. I was very surprised by that. Yes. So that there's all kinds of, this is only issue two, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Full Wait, throttle. See what, yeah. what else have you got in store for us in the other issues coming up? Well, you'll have to read them, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you did something interesting with this Kickstarter that I noticed more and more people doing is that you include issue one. It's not just issues two and three. It's one to three. And that's right. good because that helps people who may not have gotten one to be able to get all three and catch up like that. I see more and more Kickstarters doing that. Is that uh, is this the first time you've done that kind of thing? No, I've done that with previous campaigns. I've done that with Capable uh, um, for the multiple uh, campaigns I've done for that series. And it's just wise to do. You don't want to isolate um, any new uh, potential backers that you know may have just discovered you or the project. So um, what I did unique for this one, though, is I'm calling issue one – the issue, the version of issue one that's available in this campaign, a second print, and mm. it has a different color scheme to the front cover. Um, so it not only is uh, it something new for those collectors that are returning, but it's also um, helps keep those people that were supporters for the first campaign their issues um, a limited collector's item. So uh, I think it works in multiple ways by doing it that way. Now, you said a different color scheme. Is that your colorist has, has come up with that? Correct. Yeah. Well, my colorist provided me with three different color options for that main cover for issue one. And uh, I use obviously used one of them as the main cover. And then I did a secret variant cover with one of the darker hues that he gave me. Uh, and I sprinkled a few copies of that and some of the backer rewards from issue one. Then I use the third one as the second print version for this campaign. Mm. What's great about your book is that this is really an international group of creators. It is, um, yeah. The colorist I mentioned, he lives in India, right? That's right, yeah. Sunil Gagar, he's uh, uh, in India, and he's fantastic. I've worked with him on multiple projects, and I'm really fortunate to have him part of this, um, part of Quicksand. And your art, artist is from Italy, right? That's right. Yeah. Deborah Lanchinese. Uh, this is the first project I've worked on with her, but she's amazing. I give her a script and like the next day I practically have layouts for every single page. Wow. I, I can't, I can't turn in scripts fast enough for her. So <laughs> uh, she actually has already completed uh, all the line work for issue four and is wow. waiting for me for issue five. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. She's talented. Anybody who knows artists, artists tend to take probably because they have to draw everything are right. probably the longest part of the whole process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
And of course, that's, you know, it, 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 that's to be expected. The writer probably has one of the easiest jobs. You just write, you can write a whole page, an explosion <laughs> happens or something. And then exactly. You yeah. got to make the whole thing all bring it to life. So, absolutely. That's great. So, uh, it's really good. Uh, I, I like the symbol you have for Canary One. That's kind of fun, too. You even guys get your names in there. Yeah, that. that was a really cool little patch that um, the letter Christian uh, did um, for the previous campaign. And uh, I, I, that's something I love to help use to market the, the project. I think it's really smart and a lot of fun. Now, we talked before. One of the things I really like, but I think it's worth mentioning again, I love strong female leads. Yes. Because I don't uh, – the female mind to me is still a mystery, and particularly in comics – Mm -hmm. And guys I've seen for decades, and I have a fair idea what's going to happen. But you put a woman in there, and I'm going, I'm scratching my head going, what am I, what are they going to do next? Yeah. So I like that about her. Was it, did you find it easier or the same? Or how was it to write a female lead like that? Uh, A little bit 50-50. I wanted to write her, uh, the character Stephanie Noon, as this mysterious uh, tough person, but uh, still give her some vulnerability, which we'll see further on in the series. And uh, to kind of balance that out and make make sure that I'm not crossing any lines, it, I, I intentionally brought in Deborah because uh, not only because she's talented as an artist, but to give that um, feminine quality to the main character. So there, like certain poses and uh, stances and, and things like that, I think she, add, as a woman, can really portray that better panel to panel. Mm-hmm. Now, what about the monsters? Uh, did she come up with the design for the monsters or did you or was it a combination of you? It was a combination. I think the, the monsters we really spent the most time on. We, we really uh, didn't want to copy any particular monsters so we looked at monsters we liked and tried to pull from different elements and but you know it, it's hard to have something 100% original nowadays uh mm-hmm. i think oh, i've i've had people say that they look like the monsters from something's killing the children the monsters from uh the movies a quiet place and other things but um you know, we, uh, I really liked the Xenomorphs from the Alien franchise, so, mm-hmm. but we wanted to give it our own little uh, characteristics. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things we were influenced by, but um, it, it was fun to come up with that. It reminded me of a, back when I was a kid in middle school and high school, and you just start drawing monsters and see what kind of crazy stuff you come up with. Mm-hmm. Pretty threatening looking, I have to say. Yeah. Absolutely. That was the more important, most important thing is these things have to look uh, otherworldly and just something like we wouldn't see on this planet. Mm -hmm. Now, you guys came up with something that I always admired Jack Kirby for doing, and those are guns. Yeah. He would come up with these dimension shattering guns and the way it was drawn, I believed it. Yeah. and you, in the preview pages, you show the main character, and she's showing this one guy how to use this gun. Right. And it, it's a pretty interesting-looking gun, I have to say. Uh, I, again, was this a, co- a collaboration between the two of you? 
I have to give Deborah full credit for that. I literally wrote, and like how you mentioned before, Wayne, about how easy our jobs are as writers. <laughs> I literally wrote futuristic gun. <laughs> and um, uh, Deborah was kind enough to send me a few ideas uh, before she committed to any of them. And, you know, I, I picked what I, um, what I liked the most. And yeah, I, I'm really fortunate to have her uh, as the artist on this. She, she is wonderful. I really love the art. I really do have to say that the story is suspenseful and the art is dynamic. I have to Thank say you. It's just a great, great book. And uh, as we said, they've already reached the goal. And one thing we didn't mention, we need to mention is that the project is going to conclude on Thursday, December 30. That's this Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Yep. Get it in, folks. Now or never. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the thing you want to do always is be sure to get in there early rather than yes. late. If you wait and then you forget and you miss it, you miss right. all the goodies and all those good things. So Definitely. that's a good thing to do. Um, and then uh, uh, another thing that's interesting is that is the, are the, I always like the goals. Because I've already, I'm one of the pledgers for that, and I'm looking forward to getting those good things. I, I got issue one before, mm -hmm. so I, I'm interested to see that you've got digital bundles, physical copy groups, yeah. Yeah. Um, all five covers can you can get in one bundle. I think that's a great thing to do. Then you've got a comic shop bundle. Do you get how many? You've already gotten two backers for that. Uh, <laughs> you offered 10. Do, do you get many of those? How does that work? Well, in the previous Quicksand campaign, I had um, 10 retailer rewards available, and all 10 of them were scooped up. Wow. Um, and I made sure to treat those retailers well. I threw in extra copies of those um, those mystery secret covers that I um, mentioned before. Wow. Uh, I, I threw in extra promotional products, movie um, posters, and things like that. Um, and right now, I've only had two out of the ten, so I, I've been uh, patiently waiting for uh, those um, retailers to maybe read those emails and those um, messages I've sent out. I know this is a, a tough time. It's the end of the year and mm -hmm. um, uh, the uh, brick and mortar stores have been hit hard the past two years. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to, you know, twist any of their arms. If they're not avail able to financially support it, then, you know, that's fine. But um, yeah, I've had a, a lot of retailers in all my campaigns uh, support me that way. That's why I continue to to do these. They literally are getting them at cost. I'm not making any money off of those retailer tiers. I mean, uh, and most of my other reward tiers, I'm not making much money off of it either. It's uh, for paying for printing and what's left over is uh, reimbursing me for uh, you know the, what I've already paid into the project. You got a level for if you pledge two hundred and fifty dollars or more, you get original artwork by David Summy. Yes, yeah, that was really cool. Uh, David's a, a great uh, friend of friend and colleague of mine. Uh, we never really worked together on projects, but um, we've been in the same uh, community. And he did this uh, artwork for Quicksand for free. Uh, I didn't even ask him. He just said, "Hey, I want to thank you for all, for your support." here's this 11 by 17, do whatever you want with it. So um, I'm throwing it into the campaign as a reward tier. David's going to get the money for this, um, uh, this 
reward tier, someone backs it, someone whoever backs it gets that original artwork. And in return, I'm u- using it as a uh, the artwork for a free print that all that our all physical backers are going to get now that we cross that four thousand dollar mark. Wow. Okay. Cool. Now, the the most expensive level. And it intrigues yeah. me. I need to, I want to know a little bit more about it. I don't, sure. I could possibly, I'll never be able to afford it, but it's <laughs> $750 for a burned cover by artist Legal Burning. Is that, that the company? Uh, it, it's an artist. His name is Randy Proctor, but his mm. art name is Legal Burning. Uh, uh, he, he lives in, in my uh, uh, area of um, Brevard County and he does uh, pyography. So he literally, burned uh this cover the artwork on this cover and he does these things that are just so realistic and one of a kind um for instance he did this uh hulk blank cover and he burned a a almost photo realistic version of lou ferrigno's hulk on the cover and it's amazing and he sells these things from like 500 to a thousand dollars wow and and he and he sells them mm-hmm. like literally like he, he's not sitting on these things. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, recently has moved into doing you know the this on blank uh, sketch covers, and mm-hmm. he did this one for me as well for free. Wow. I got it, and I didn't ask him to do it. He's like Jonathan, I want to support your uh, your project. Here it is. Do with it what you want. And I said, all right, I'm going to throw it as a um, reward tier. If someone backs it. I'm going to give, I'm going to give you the money for it, Randy. So um, this is supporting another art uh, artist and yeah, you get this one of a kind um, blank sketch cover. That's literally burned with fire. It, it's awesome. It, it's burned on the, on a regular paper cover. Yes. On, on the uh, matte uh, sketch cover. Yep. Okay. Because when I hear burning, I think of wood. Yeah, and that's where he started uh, his his art from. He was doing like uh, making wooden uh, like coasters and just takes <laughs> chunks of wood. But then he started moving to these as these blank sketch covers got um, po- more popular. He just started practicing, you know, his craft on that, and yeah, it really took off. So I think this is I want to say number eighty because he numbers them on the back with his signature. So they're, they're really limited and rare. And uh, he, he's done one for another one of my books. Uh, it's just super cool and talented. It's just a really neat thing to, to have. Yeah. It's, it, it, I, I can't wait to see what it looks like somewhere. I'm sure it'll pop up on Facebook or something. I'll be interested to see it. Yeah. I have a full size picture of it further up in the campaign. If anyone needs to see it, there's a, a larger image of it, not just in that reward tier. So. Okay, cool. Cause I'm sure it looks great. It sounds yeah. like a wonderful thing. Uh, once again, let's say that to reach the goal, we got to make sure it's over the $4,000 asked for. Thursday, December 30 at 10 o'clock in the evening. That's coming up real soon, so be sure to get in there and do it as quickly as you can. How, what, what number Kickstarter is this for you? How many have you done? Uh, I believe this is number eight. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you're getting to be an old hand at this by now. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of stress, um, <laughs> but you know, I, it helps keep my pulse on the uh, you know the indie comic uh, world. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's a labor of love. I, I wouldn't um, trade it for anything else. It kind of helps as far as uh, 
uh, the money goes too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I have to have the capital up front to do a lot of this financing, get mm. the project moving. But this is a good way to make sure it's you know viable and can, can I can continue to do it because the one Kickstarter is actually paying for the next one. To be honest, okay. Very good, very good. Uh, so be sure to get out there and support it. Uh, the campaign is called. Let me make sure I get it exactly right here. Quicksand one to three. Yes. So be sure to look for that and be sure to get in there before Thursday to, so that uh, Jonathan knows exactly what is going to be coming his way, which is always a help. Yeah. You know, thank you. So let's talk about your other products as well. Um, sure. I guess the other big news has to do with the recount, which is now moving to, which is a, it was a regular comic that's been collected and it's mm-hmm. moving to the movies, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. There was uh, an announcement a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, that uh, we have a director attached and he's co-writing it with uh, his writing partner. So, yeah, uh, it's, I'm still trying to um, wake myself up from that dream. <laughs> but it uh, looks like it, it is reality and it's just super cool. I'm trying to stay humble through it. Um, I, I'm I'm fanboying out myself. I, I, I want to see like the casting and all that cool stuff. Uh, and yeah, uh, I can't believe that it's uh, out of all, there's so many awesome indie comic book projects out there. And for mine to ha- be moved in this direction, it's just uh, more than I could ever ask for. It's really cool. Yeah. Do you get much input on it or you just kind of hear about it when the rest of the world hears about it? Yeah, I got a little heads up beforehand on, you know, the powers that be told me, all right, we're going to announce it before this um, uh, particular convention. And I, you know, sit with my phone nearby, at the, you know, while that convention's going on and like, when, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? And then whatever, you know, uh, they decided that, you know, they'd have to wait till the next con and then the next con. So I kind of tried to pull away and, um, and not take uh, it seriously, but then one day they announced it, and it was real. <laughs> I was wow. in the I was in the grocery store. Uh, I'll probably never forget this. I was in the grocery store, and my phone just started buzzing like <laughs> like it was on fire or something. And um, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I guess this is uh, uh, we're going forward with it now. <laughs> it's happening! Wow, yeah, that must be great. Do you have any ideas of who you want to play certain characters? Absolutely, yeah. Um, for instance, well, I am probably going to have to change this uh, choice, but I wanted um, uh, what's her name, Diane, not Diane Keaton, um, Diane Lane, Lane, mm-hmm. Diane Lane, yeah, to play um, President uh, McDearman. But mm-hmm. she was recently she recently played the president in Why the Last Man's television adaptation. So I don't think she's going to play a president twice, but mm-hmm. one could hope. Um, and I would really love, um, oh, I'm terrible with these actors' names, uh, uh, uh Zoe, what's her? De Chanel or whatever. Not, not De Chanel. She was in Avatar and she plays Gamora in, um, in, in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh, I, 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 I would love for her to play, uh, um, Special Agent Bartow, the, yeah. um, the, C- the Secret Service agent. 
So we, <laughs> ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. It's going to come to me later and I'm going to scream in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I wake up in the middle of the night and I go, her last name is. Exactly. Yeah. But that's what I do. I, I, if I have done a project and, and in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and say, there should have been a comma there. Yes. Yes. Like, I know <laughs> yeah. what that's like. So yeah. why don't you, by the way, tell people what the story was about if they don't know. The recount is what I like to call an anti-political thriller uh, about this uh, president who was uh, impeached and found guilty of voting fraud and other crimes. And during his resignation speech, he's assassinated by someone in his secret service detail. And then shortly afterwards, while the um, vice president who has now assumed power is trying to uh, speak on the air to the public, um, uh, the conspirators of that assassination hack the feed and announce to essentially the world that they're not done yet. And they're going to go after everyone who helped put that president into power, including those who voted for him. And they release that information to the public and encourage people to assist them with taking these people out. So it's a very um, fast-paced uh, four-issue miniseries, and um, yeah, if you like Jack Ryan and or that Tom Clancy style storytelling, then I think you'd really like the recount. Mm-hmm. It's it's a suspenseful book. I couldn't put it down. Thank you. Thank I, you. I, I read individual issues, and the bad news was I had to wait for the next issue to come. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that was hard because it's a very it's a gripping book you just i never know what was going to happen next oh i'm so, glad to hear that <laughs> so i loved it because i you know I, I have read comics for decades literally and some books i pick up and i can tell you the, the moment i look at the cover i can tell you what's going to happen inside right and when yeah. i can find something like what you're writing i am always thrilled because i like not knowing <laughs> good i'm glad to hear that yeah That's good stuff so uh, any idea when you're shooting to to have this come out not sure I, my best guesstimate you know between uh writing the script and all the hollywood mumbo jumbo it would probably be it's probably safe to say two years um okay or, or more but I, I hope uh everything tracks on time with it um uh, you know I, i'm plan on meeting uh, or just uh, talking with the director at some point. Uh, he's a busy guy and um, yeah, I, hopefully they get my uh, input and maybe I can uh, do a cameo in it. Like uh, good old Stan Lee got to do in all <laughs> in the Marvel movies, but we'll see. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That would be fun. That would be, would be real fun. Stan Lee doesn't know what he started. Exactly. The elder creators like to be in their own stuff. And it's funny is if you know what the creators look like, you'll. I, I can't watch anything anymore without yeah. looking to see if the creators are somewhere in there someplace. Right. Yeah. This is great stuff. Really good. Yeah, to see. It's, so it's going to be good. Uh, any more from the recount or right now? Is that going to be the, the the whole story? Oh no, a lot, lots more planned for the recount. I've uh, almost done wrapping up the prequel one shot, which is going to be called the recount preamble, which mm. explores on um, the uh, events that take place before uh, the first volume. It's a 36 page one shot uh, that should be out the first half of 2022. And once I get done with a few other scripts i'm gonna be um knee deep in writing the uh 
second volume of the recount. Mm. Um, so that's going to take up, that's probably going to be my writing duties for the first uh, quarter of 2022. So this could be a series of movies. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be something. Yeah. Uh, now, now, of course, you know, whenever I talk to somebody who gets a, a property that is taken to Hollywood, they always are a little surprised by the final product. Yeah. Are course. you prepared for that? For when you see what's what's happening, and it may not be exactly what you originally planned. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying to let myself uh, understand <laughs> that they may change the title, characters, mm. Um, mm -hmm. genders, and uh, all that stuff. That mm -hmm. I'm going to let Hollywood do Hollywood's thing. Uh, they, mm. they know that business way more than I do, mm. so uh, I. I can only hope that it stays relevant to, or true to the theme, but you know, it is four issues uh, mm -hmm. and it's uh, combined about 108 pages. So they're going to have to take some liberties to expand that to at least a hour and a half, two hour feature film. So I, mm -hmm. I can appreciate, you know, the need for them to develop some more uh, and have to change things as well. It just always bothers me and some other people when yeah. I, 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 I read the book and then I go and see the movie it's and I go, different. <laughs> that was not in the book. I, I, yeah. You know, I, at that point I wonder why did you bother to buy, if you're going to make it so very different from the book, why did you bother to buy it? Why didn't you do something totally separate? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. That's Hollywood. Uh, wiser minds than ours are obviously. Exactly. So, so anyway, but anyway, we're looking forward to that. That'll happen. Now, let's talk about the Freak Show franchise. How's that doing right now? What's going on with that? Uh, I've had to put Freak Show for um, the Freak Show Kingdom, as I like to call it, on the back burner because uh, I've been. Uh, Fortunate enough to have a lot of projects uh, come my way lately in um, between Quicksand and Capable. And I have something with uh, uh, another a new um, publisher that I haven't worked with before that's going to be coming out in 2022. Mm -hmm. So I was um, hired to write uh, a miniseries with them. So I have you know deadlines with that. But I, I do have someone working on a, an eight-page um Freak Show Universe Zombie Story. So that's going to be uh, coming out. And I do have uh, in mind what I want to do for the next full length, but it's uh, just getting uh, time to put pen to paper. Um, yeah. But I, I, And I'm trying to fine tune uh, a writing schedule where I'm, you know, <laughs> starting one and not putting two, laying one title stay too far in, uh, in distance. So, yeah, uh, and at the same time, you know, I'm working a full-time job outside of comic books, so that, that, eats, that eats away 40 hours every week, if not more. So Wow. You know. Well, that's a good problem to have, though. It is, absolutely. Yep, I'm very thankful. Yep. Uh, there are a lot of people who would like to have that problem. Yes, absolutely. Now, you brought up the other book I want to talk about before I let you go, mm -hmm. and it's. I think this is where I, I came into your writing originally. Mm-hmm was capable and you mentioned that um why don't you talk a little bit about what that book is about yeah uh capable is my superhero series um that uh takes place in a world where all of a sudden people with disabilities 
begin to gain powers, superpowers that are opposite of what their handicap was. So in this world, there were no superheroes, but one day they are, and they are former people with disabilities. And the main focus is a high school kid named Derek Davidson, who was in a wheelchair without the use of his legs. And now he's a speedster like The Flash or Quicksilver. Uh, And uh, the series follows his struggles with uh, adapting to these superpowers and how some people around the world aren't doing the right thing with their newfound powers. So it's a lot of fun to write. I just um, handed over the script for issue six to my editor. Wow. Um, four issues are completely out. Um, I, my previous campaign, Kickstarter campaign, was for issue four, Capable. The line work is done for issue five. And like I said, the script is done for six. And seven will be the last issue. Um, and I plan on writing that uh, next month. And yeah, it, it's bittersweet, but um, I'm really excited uh, with how this uh, the seven issues for Capable will pan out. It's, I think it's going to be really neat and explore, you know, this that what if concept that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's the overlying theme of Capable. You mentioned me once before that you consulted with the, uh, uh, the community. Yes, uh, around that, and uh, it really shows. the The thing I really like about it is how human the characters are, and how oh, <laughs> there's one issue, for example. He's always been kind of like a helper on the track mm-hmm. team, and he, he gets to, you know, now he's got the ability he could go and because he he has super speed, he could get on the track. But now he's gone the other way; he still can't be on the team. But for just the opposite reason. I, I thought that was a really, isn't that the way real life goes? Yep. Yep. Uh, the grass isn't greener on the other side, you know, and all those other cliches. Yeah. Um, I, I've just, speaking of meeting with the community, I had someone come up to me at a recent signing whose uh, girlfriend uh, is someone who identifies as a, a person with disabilities. She's in a wheelchair and uh, he just couldn't, um, you know, uh, compliment me enough of, about the series, which it was extremely flattering because that was my main concern was uh, people being uh, offended in, in that community. But um, I, fingers crossed. And so far it's been um, a, a lot of good um, response from people who identify in that culture. Didn't I read somewhere where you got an award for that book? Yes, uh, f- through uh, the Comic Chat Authority uh, gave me a best indie comic of 2021 um, for w- uh, one of the best. Uh, I'm reading the plaque right now. So this is one of, <laughs> for one of the best indie comics of 2021. So wow, it's not good. the uh, best indie comic book. It's one of the best indie comics of 2021, yeah, which still, is very flattering. Right? That's yeah. still a good place to be, though. Yeah, to be it, it's, a, it's an honor. Um, you know, they could have given that to Recount, which is, you know, more in your face and mm-hmm. has higher sale numbers. But for it to be capable, that's, you know uh, – so real, real cool that that one gets recognized in that way. Well, you know, some folks look at it and are very nervous about that whole business about sure. dealing with with folks in that community and stuff like that. But to me, I yeah, sometimes I like a comic that goes places I'm not familiar with, and I'm not 
terribly familiar with with that community. You know, I don't know people. Right. Yes. And that. escapism goes a long way sometimes. Oh no, that it's educational. I mean, yeah. I that first issue in particular before things really start to, to percolate, we get to see his life and right. it's not always a happy one. You know, people kind of take advantage of the fact that he's, you know, he's not able to move at the, the speed that other people might. Right. And I, I really was touched by that. I got to really care about the character with that. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. That, that really, to me now, of course I'm just dying to see what, what's going to happen next. <laughs> now that we know what the end is coming out, how is this going to wrap up? I'm going to be curious to see that. Yeah, it's it's been really fun um, uh, to write. It, it, issue six gave me goosebumps, and I, I held the script back uh, in my arms. I'm like, wow, I really went there. <laughs> mm. uh, it, it's um, lots lots of twists, like I mentioned before. It uh, it goes from one direction to the other. I love a good surprise. Yeah. And that's one thing your, your writing always does for me is I'm always surprised in a good way, not, not in a, what the, <laughs> right. where, where did that come from stuff? I don't right, like that's, that. That's nice to hear. Yes. I, I always want to make sure that, that, that some people lay the groundwork and you always have, you know, the, things happen that make sense. Right. And so I always, magic is one thing that always drives me crazy because, you know, you can have magic and you can paint yourself into a corner and right. all of a sudden they literally pull a rabbit out of their hat and something they've never talked about before suddenly comes into play and right. resolves the situation. And I'm always like, no, yeah, don't, don't do that to me. I, I'm a careful reader. I want to, I'm going to get someplace. I want to go, oh, that's what that meant. That, that's kind of what. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, they pull some tchotchke out of their pocket, and that mm. saves the day. I'm like, wait a minute, that <laughs> you can't just do that. I mean, it defeats no. the purpose of all the storytelling you just did. Well, that's the thing. I I, I get so frustrated. Uh, one of my favorite magical books, which didn't do that, fortunately, was the Dresden Files. Mm. Uh, if you ever get a chance to read that, it's very good. It, everything that happens magical has always been laid out ahead of time so we and he never puts himself in a place where he can't use the magic we already understand to resolve the situation he may do it in a different way mm -hmm. but at least it's not this you know oh well now i'll pull my the wand from right. so and so that i've never even mentioned before and now i can resolve the situation yeah that's no. better writing yeah and and it doesn't offend the the reader yeah. So, uh, obviously, you're in the Kickstarter capable uh, moving forward. Do you have like a calendar for all for Kickstarters and and kind of making sure they don't bump into each other and stuff? Yeah, I've uh, recently mounted a dry erase board that's on the <laughs> wall behind where I do my typing, and has mm -hmm. I'm looking at it now. It has all of my different projects and the different stages they're at. This one is waiting on colors. This one's waiting on lettering and so forth. Wow. And it's got to the point where I, yeah, I have calendar reminders on my phone uh, to re remind uh, so-and-so to provide an update on this and that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's uh, a lot of project management right now for me. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I like, I love every minute of it. It's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Uh, and like, like you said, it's a good problem to have. Um, yeah. Do you hope someday to be able to do that full time? I really do, and I hope that day can come sooner than later. Um, <laughs> it, it can. I can feel myself at my day job just 
being like, ah, oh, this, it, I could do, we could do in this and that right now if it wasn't yeah. this. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I, again, just got to stay humble and let the chips fall when they're supposed to. Yeah. Well, you got to pay the bills. That's the. Absolutely. Uh, yep. I, I used to work at the comic store and I, and I used to help him. But when I did it, I bought so many comics from him that I never actually <laughs> made a salary. Right. Yeah, and paid for my comics, and that was all I was able to do with all the the money that he gave me. So, yeah, <laughs> I got the place press conference. I never make any money off of this. He said, "But yeah, I make some. I, I'm able to sell more comics." He says, <laughs> so, right. "That was kind yeah. of funny stuff." But uh, so uh, once again, let's talk about. We want to make sure that people are reminded about Quicksand One to Three. Mm-hmm. Again, it's going to conclude on Thursday, December thirty. It's only a few days away at 10 p.m. Eastern time. You want to be sure to get in there because now, uh, you know, we didn't. Let me ask, go back and ask. Do you have stretch goals planned out for that? I didn't notice that. Yes, uh, we do have a few stretch goals. Um, at uh, we do have a upgrade the B cover to a foil variant, and I really hope to see that happen because I really like how that cover looks, and I think a foil variant would look really awesome to that mm-hmm. and then uh, if we can get to 200 backers everyone even if you pledged only one dollar you'll get a copy of uh cthulhu invades oz which is a 140 page uh graphic novel anthology that i have a, a story in as well and i mean you can't beat that you can pledge one dollar and get a 140 page digital p- pdf of a comic book i mean come mm-hmm. on you know, wow. so, and then there's more planned afterwards. I haven't posted yet, but uh, yeah, we just got to get there. Well, thing to do is now is the time to jump on because you're not only going to get the project you support, you're going to get these other good things. Absolutely. So really, really good stuff. Uh, anything else that we should know about Jonathan or is this kind of, sounds like it's keeping you busy. Yeah. I'm uh, keeping pretty busy with these projects. Um, I also have a, a comic book coming out in store soon called the space cadet which mm-hmm. is a, an all-ages comic book. Uh, mm-hmm. I did that with um, an artist I've worked with before named Stefano Cardicelli. Uh, really excited for that one to hit the streets. So uh, ask your local comic book shop about uh, pulling that one aside for you. It's all ages. Uh, you know, you can buy it for your kids. You could um, uh, just roll it up and stick it in the back pocket and you know, read it like you did when you were uh, a little kid pulling comic books off the spinner rack this is a fun comic book for everyone i got a chance to read it it's a good book i really enjoyed it thank i like you. all your writing to be honest with you so when i see uh, your name on it i buy it i appreciate that wayne thank That's you it's really good so uh, let's uh, make sure people can follow you as far as like social media how do people do that uh, follow me on uh, twitter and instagram uh jonathan hedrick that's hedrick h-e-d-r-i-c-k and yeah, I'm still on Facebook as well. That's the the three socials that I'm on. You don't have a website right now, do you? No, that's uh, on my to do list too. If I <laughs> in, in between scripts, I'll, I'll get get one of those up and running. In between making the product, you got to come up with a way to publicize the product. It, exactly. Yep, that might uh, help to feed one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jonathan, you're doing wonderful stuff. I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the future. I uh, First time I read Capable, I said, whoever's writing this is going to be, have some great stuff coming out. And wow. boy, is that true. All the thanks. books you've been making are, are wonderful things. Oh, thanks, Wayne. And I, I just, appreciate I, that. 
I can't wait to see. Now, in 2022, we'll see what good things happen here because you've had a really good 2021. Yes. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of things in the works for 2022. Uh, things I wish I could talk about right now, but yep, I'm really excited for some some more news to come out. I like sure. to hear that because when you say that, that means that there are actual good things in the works. Yeah. So I can't wait to see it. It's, Jonathan, just keep up the wonderful stuff. Thank you. I plan on it. People need dramatic examples to shake them out of apathy, and I can't do that as Bruce Wayne. As a man, I'm flesh and blood. I can be ignored. I can be destroyed, but as a symbol. Get the latest from the comics universe. News, interviews, previews, and reviews. Listen to the weekly Wayne's Comics Podcast so you can keep reading your comics. May your next year be even better than this year. So until next time, keep reading your comics. Hal Jordan of Earth, Green Lantern of Sector 2814. The Viceroy of Demrak 7 claims that when we assigned you to police crucial peace negotiations, you punched him in the face. Is this true? Uh, no, sir. I punched the Viceroy in the stomach. Then I headbutted him in the face. Sir. <laughs>